dad's coat at a show The sound man found it, don't you know It took a while for me to get it back But we stayed in touch and made each other laugh And then we found a date that fit To meet up We recorded it In a hotel That's how the blue coat diaries started Mark? Yes, mate? I'm going to jump straight in with a very simple question. What happened with Finn's bed? Did it fit? Oh, right. Yeah. So what in the end happened was I managed to kind of put my thumb in it and just force the uh, the bed kind of over. It was a bit of a make or break situation because if it had gone, then it would have just been stuck in the side of the divan and you wouldn't be able to, it would have just wrecked it. So when you had to push it in? I had to kind of just push it past the corner of this little shelf. The next move was to uh. like just take the windowsill off, you know, the sheet to get a bed into the house. <laughs> and it went. So he's got his bed now. He fell out the first night. Oh, was he all right? Yeah, yeah, he's fine. He's just a bit surprised because it's like <laughs> adult height. So it's higher than my bed. So the bed went in, but it couldn't have been any closer, genuinely. Well, I think you've started another good topic here because I think buying stuff that's not quite the right size or basically buying something that is the wrong size, I think is a great thing for us to throw out to the listeners. I did it this week. Not quite the same kind of thing as you, but still quite funny, I think. Right. I bought some matches. Mm -hmm. And just to put this into context, I'm just holding up to you on the camera. That's a match, right? Yeah, that's a match, yeah. That's a regular match. Yeah, I'd say so. I bought a box of matches that I thought was a box of matches like this. Yeah. Here's the box. And, dude, the first time I took one out to light a candle, it made me laugh so much. Look how big it is. Look how long it is. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. I mean, I get it. It's arguably more useful. I did notice then that on the box it said extra long matches, but I was racking my brains <laughs> thinking, what, what does this make me think of a really long match? So like a really long thing with fire on the end. And then I thought, I know what it is. You know, like in the olden days, they had those lamp lighters that used to go around yeah, yeah. and they'd hold up a thing to light the lamp. I thought, yeah, this is like the mouse equivalent of that. Like a mouse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you were a mouse, this is what you would use to go around and light all the lamps in Mouse Town. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, or, or, or investigate a dungeon. Yeah, or, or start an angry mouse mob. Yeah, yeah, like a lynching. Go and lynch a rat or something. <laughs> lynch a rat. Find the beast. Yeah, clear, clear all, run all the voles out of town. <laughs> I thought it was quite a nice topic. So I thought it would be quite a good thing to throw out to the listeners. Tell us a time that you got your sizing wrong, something that was way bigger than you thought, or something that was like minuscule, and mm. send it into Johnny at johnnyawesome.com or any of the social medias. They're all under Johnny Awesome. And we'll read the best ones out, won't we, Mark? We will. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you probably will. I'll, and I'll just sit here and listen. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's your, your domain, that. It's time for the Made Up Awards. So this week, the first award has been sent in by Ollie Downton. 
and it's going out to Lee Martin, who, get ready for this, Mark, has won the Slowest Marathon Runner Award. Slowest Marathon Runner Awards. Yeah, I mean, that... <laughs> How slow was he? Do... I mean, they've got to give it his time. They do, they can't have just said that and not given a time. They have to exactly what you're saying. <laughs> that, that is what they've done. <laughs> right. But this is that thing that you said, right? This is what you were saying. People are just going to start getting at their mates via the podcast, which is fine by us. How slow was it? I mean, to, to, to win an award, you know, you're going to... That's got to be really slow. Was it four and a half days? You know, what, what... what I'm thinking there is he's got a medal, I guess, for doing a marathon. So now he's got this award to counter that yeah so it's kind of it's kind of cancelled it hasn't it he's got his medal for doing the marathon and now he's got an award for doing the slowest marathon so it's like yeah anyway thank you for sending that in ollie (laughs) we've got another good one here this one's from brendan kennedy and brendan says i'm giving peter morrison the biggest pedant trophy you know what that means mark pedant i did yeah i was wondering where that was going for a second there um I, I wasn't 100% sure of the meaning. I looked it up and it means a person who is excessively concerned with minor details and rules. At first, when I read it, I thought he was like giving it to someone who had like the biggest pendant. Yeah. I think, I think you'll find it's pronounced pedant. Is it pedant? No, that was... <laughs> <laughs> so I, said, I think you find it's pronounced patronising, ah, you know. <laughs> fell into your bear pit. It's full of eggs, mate. What's good is when Brendan put that out on Facebook, mm. Peter actually picked up on some of the things that he'd said, like in detail. <laughs> Peter picked a pedant. There's it's, it's a, it's a tongue twister in there. Yeah. Well, I said something like, tell me a bit more. And he said something like, well, he works in this bakery and he just does this, whatever, and it does his stuff. And then Peter underneath wrote, I haven't worked in that bakery for 12 <laughs> weeks, actually. Yeah. But you know what I mean? There we go. Great. I think you'll find. I loved it. Thanks for that, Brendan. And we're going to have one more of these from Neil Bolton. And I've checked this, so don't worry. The guy's not dead before I read it out. He said, <laughs> I nominate Steve Forsyth for the Gets Pissed Easy and Dies Award. I just checked to make yeah. sure he wasn't dead. I would hope you would. Otherwise, like you, you kind of like, yeah, you've got to make sure you catch this stuff before it goes on air. Exactly that. So what does he mean by that? Is this again no context? You told me a man gets pissed easily and dies, and dies, and then there's zero context that like the man who ran a slow marathon, but no idea how long. I think he's just trying to word that thing where someone goes out and you know is the first to get yeah really drunk and fall on the floor. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. He's going home early. Exactly. You could call it the gets pissed and goes home early award, but he's obviously gone further and called it. This is just God. He's dead, mate. Six pints, dead. <laughs> so that's this week's awards. Thank you very much for sending them in. If you want to nominate somebody, you know what to do. Tell us who you're nominating, which award you want them to win, and get it into the social. And we'll do a few more of those next time. We've got some good ones. I'm going to be honest, right? I always look forward to the podcast. I told you that the other day. I love right, podcast yeah. record day. But this day, mm. been even more excited because... I know, Mark, that you have been working really hard on your homework. And you, in fact, you look knackered because you've been up till late doing this, right? First of all, thanks. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I am. You had a late one, though. You had a late one because you were finishing it. I've been, I've been building a, 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 an in-depth, highly intensive scientific project 
for the benefit of the podcast and um, juggling a four-year-old. Well, listen, if you missed last week's episode, first of all, where were you? Second of all, Mark agreed to make a robot slash droid. <sighs> I wanted something a bit like R2-D2 or C-3PO that we could use to ask interview questions. So, Mark, how did you get on? There were challenges. I think, I think I've overcome them. I think. Have you made a robot? I have, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can I meet your robot? Are you ready? I'm really ready. Look at my face. I'm really excited. I mean, he's, he's, he's very much a prototype at this point, so he has got some idiosyncrasies that possibly need to be ironed out further down, down the line, down testing. Does he work? Well, yeah, I wouldn't be... Mate, we would, I would have told you before we got this far and just said, look, we're not doing that bit. If, if it didn't work, have some faith, man. When have I ever let you down? I have got faith. All right, okay. You haven't yet, but this could be the week. <laughs> All right, okay. Here he is. Oh, oh wow. Are you ready? Should we, should we turn him on? Because he's not on at the moment. I've got a... Fire it up. I love it. I like the look of it. Fire it up. Okay. All right, here he goes. Oh, he's, he, he's coming online. <laughs> he's alive! He said hello. He said hello, Johnny. Hello. What do I call him, Mark? Have you got a name for him? His name is WD41. WD41. I love that. Hello, WD41. There you go. He said hello. <laughs> Mark, you've nailed it. How have you made him? He says he's a conversational lubricant. I'm not really sure what that means. Well, it means he's there to get the party started with the guests. Should we test him out? Okay. Before we start, put him down. Put him next to you so you're nice and comfortable because I can see him. Just put him down. I, I think that I don't think I'm going to be able to hold him. He, he's very heavy. He's made out of uranium. I, I, and I didn't really get that signed off from the local council. So I'm just going to, I'll, I'll pop him <laughs> over there. Yeah, I can still see him. Yeah. I like the way he's like twinkling all these lights and things. Let's give it a go. Let's see if he can ask me a question then. All right. Have you got any, any questions for the brilliant comedian? Chummy Awesome, who I co-host this podcast with. Right. Right. That's a really good question. So what WD41 asked you there is, is what inspired you to pursue a career in comedy? And uh, how did you develop your unique style and approach to performing? That is a great question. And quite simply, it's all because I used to work on a bar. I was a barman in a comedy club in London called the Chuckle Club. Oh, right. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was there for quite a few years, pulling pints, mopping up sick, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I too worked in a bar in my younger days. Yeah, I know. Well, I was soaking up all this comedy, really, Mark, without realising it. You know, mm. I was watching a lot of people who are now big names of TV, you know, people like Lee Mack were on the circuit back then and Rod Gilbert and all sorts of people were coming and playing the club. Oh, he likes Rod Gilbert. I just thought you were name dropping, to be honest, mate, but carry on. <laughs> anyway, bit by bit, I kind of fell in love with comedy and I decided that yeah. maybe I'd like to have a go at it. And then the thing that really 
sealed it for me was occasionally there'd be a music act. So occasionally someone would bring a guitar or a keyboard or something like that. And I'd never seen that before. I'd only ever seen people in bands that were doing serious stuff. So I'd never seen someone doing comedy songs, comedy music. And I decided to give it a go. And that was, that was it for me. It was all from working in that bar. And look at me now. Look at me now. All right. Can you see if you can ask me another question? It's, at the moment, he seems to be working a treat. He says your performances often involve audience participation and improvisation. Yeah. Um, how do you prepare for that kind of interaction? And what's the most memorable moment you've ever had when with an audience member during a show? That's a great question, WD41. That is a good question. I'd say I try and make the thing that I'm asking somebody to do as simple as possible. Because believe it or not, Mark, <laughs> even hitting a triangle after the count of three can prove to be quite difficult for some people. And on that, actually, and to answer the question in full, one of my favourite ever moments with an audience member was when I played a club in Liverpool and there was a big stag doing and the mm. stag was absolutely pie-eyed. And mm. I got him up on stage and I said I was going to do this rap song with him where someone plays the triangle. And I did a little test with him first to make sure he could do it. And I said, the crowd's going to shout one, two, three. And after that, you hit the triangle. And we did the test. And he did it perfectly. And I thought, all right, he's wasted, but he's going to be all right at this. And then we did the rap and it was just the funniest thing. Because once that track starts, I have to do it until the end of the song. I can't yeah. stop it like when I'm doing a song on the guitar. I have to just kind of get a rewind. Yeah, exactly. So we began and basically he managed to miss the triangle with the beater every <laughs> single slam. time. Yeah, either it would swing out of the way or maybe he was so drunk that he could see like three triangles. And then he started laughing and it was getting worse as he was laughing kind of thing. It was just, it was amazing. I mean, it, it's <laughs> never gone down as well as that. But here's the best part is that the very last one of the song, it's like a three minute bit or whatever, I was literally screaming into the microphone at him. I was going, there's one more, come on, man, if you hit this. And I knew in my brain, I was thinking... If he gets this one, it's going to bring the house down. Yeah. And we did the final one. You know, the whole crowd did the shout, one, two, three. And it was like a film when you wait for the basketball to like drop in <laughs> through the hoop or whatever. It's bouncing around the room. <laughs> it was like, and anyway, it, it connected with like a lovely, and the place just went, it was like blew a, up. a goal had gone in. Yeah, amazing. You know what I mean? That's a good one. Great question. Great question. Yeah. Now, listen, I am so happy with this. I think you've done a brilliant job, Mark. Well done. He's absolutely brilliant. Do you know what I think you should do? I think you should just like power him down, let him have a little call off. And when we call Marcus, we'll, we'll try a question on Marcus. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll power him off. Hang on. Okay. See you in a bit, WD41. Oh. Okay. I don't think he likes that, you know. He said something about not powering him off and, you know, <laughs> please, please not back into the darkness, something like that. Now, Mark, I'm really pleased that that's gone well because I've got a bit of news for you. Right, yeah. I've booked our first ever guest. <laughs> What's Marcus? Marcus is a friend who we hassle. Who <laughs> just bullied into doing it. <laughs> yeah okay marcus is of course a guest but he's more marcus is more a part of the furniture than a guest yeah 
He's he, he's like a lazy Susan. He's like a lazy Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> but next week we're going to have an actual guest. We're going to have the fantastic and award-winning comedian Louisa Omiland. Hey, she's brilliant, Mark. Cool. I don't know if I've seen one of her shows, but I'm really looking forward to it. So WD41's going to be interviewing Louisa. Yeah, so look after him this week because next week mm-hmm. on the podcast, Louisa's going to dial in and she said that she's happy to be interviewed by our droid. London, Tokyo and Penzance, we want your correspondence. Okay, Mark, it's that time. It's correspondence time. We have got a packed full mailbag this week. We are overflowing with correspondence. In fact, we've got so much correspondence. I'm going to do it slightly differently. But before we do the correspondence, I just want to say sorry to Kirsty Talon. She sent in the story last week about the bear eggs, which I kind of hijacked because you... Because I said it like a split second before you read it out. Yeah, that was mental. Yeah, yeah. So when that all happened and it was like, oh my God, we already had that one in and all that, I just forgot to say who sent it. So Kirsty Talon, I'm really sorry. You were the one that sent in the story about the bear eggs, and I forgot to name you. So we've got so many. What we're going to do is I'm going to... You've got a bulging sack, if you will. We have a bulging sack at this end. We have a bulging sack. I'm going to take you through them, but what I want you to do is I want you to choose a number, okay? Right, okay. Here's what we're going to do. (laughs) I've picked what I think are some of the best ones for each section. Right, okay. Fate Mate, that's one we're going to do. Oh, I see. So... Yeah, Tributes business puns, that sort of stuff. So anyway, pick a number between one and ten. Um, six. Six. Okay. Starting off with the old fate mate. hmm Sandra Johnson says, I dug my husband of 35 years up in my front garden. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> there is more info on this one. More context. This definitely needs context, otherwise we're going to probably have to report this. She said, I moved into a new house and I was digging the front garden when a neighbour across the road was sat on his wall with his mate. They started taking the mickey and I shouted they could at least offer to help. And came over and said, what do you need? I said, you can dig the garden or make the coffee. He made the coffee and the rest is history, as we say. Been married for 35 years. Wow. Wow, that's that's pretty cool, isn't it? Started off like Dharma, ended up romantic. <laughs> dug him up, yeah. So yeah. He, he came around and made coffee while she was digging a garden. That's what it sounds like. Came over and said, what do you need? She said, you can dig the garden or make the coffee. He said, he made the coffee mm-hmm. and the rest is history. Yeah. So she obviously knows how to dig a garden, does Sandra Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Right, pick another number. Okay. Um, let's go number three. Number three is from Tanya Watson. She said she made a close friend, and this is how she made that friend. They happened to just get in a lift going to the same place in a hospital. She was visiting her Mm mum. They were both going down in the lift, and she mentioned something to this lady that she's seen in the lift, they got chatting and they've been friends ever since. It's just met someone in a lift. Now they're friends. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I mean, I mean, I, I probably could have, 
I like your summaries. Yeah, I mean... I think keep those going. I like them. <laughs> I do... That is literally... Do you know what that is, Mark? That is what? literally an elevator pitch. It is literally an elevator pitch. Yeah. Yeah. You know what an elevator pitch is, right? Yeah. You've just done an elevator pitch about an elevator story. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. That's it. Well done. It's a synopsis of a synopsis. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we live in a world of like YouTube react videos where people watch things and then lose their absolute shit when something happens. I'm kind of the antidote to that, I feel. Like something happens, I'm like, all right. <laughs> I've noticed. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm not the best one to be reacting to fate, mates. Maybe we should switch it round. All right, well, how about this one then? This is on the theme of lost and found. Ray, who's the guy that tried to get in touch with JD Sports Prism, failed. He sent in a good story. He said, as for losing things, my memorable one is from about 1976. I was scarred by it. Unlike Mark's big financial loss, because remember you lost your oh, yeah, that money, your digital money. Dogecoin wallet. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't big money, but he said every Saturday, my mum and dad took us to Speedway at Bellevue Aces in Manchester. We didn't have much as kids, but we were grateful and we enjoyed it. My favourite rider was Chris Pusey. And from March, when the season started, I pestered my dad to buy me a Chris Pusey rosette every week. And by about August the 1st, I finally wore him down and he submitted. And I was both shocked and delighted when he caved in. The vendor pinned it on me and I strutted off 200 yards and two minutes later we arrived at the car and I had already lost it wow I was heartbroken and I retraced my steps without success and my dad never bought me anything again stating this is the reason wow never again oh dear well to bring us back up from the very sad rosette story (laughs) we're going to finish this section on some Band and business puns. Now, we have literally had a billion of these, so pick a number, any number you like, and we'll start with some band tributes. Pick a number. No, we'll have, um, we'll have seven. Seven is, oh, it's from a comedian, Matthew Reed. Great comedian, great mm-hmm. pun. He said, my favourite tribute band was a Yorkshire 80s tribute band called Tutpow. Tutpow. <laughs> That's a corker. Isn't, it, isn't that spelled exactly the same, though? Yeah, but you get the joke right. It's brilliant. It's good. Give me another number. Um, uh, four. Four's good. It's from Barry Booth. He said it's a Scottish Rush tribute band and they're called Nay Rush. <laughs> Nay Rush, pal. Yeah, it's good. Nay Rush. <laughs> That's good. I like it. Another one that I like was from Davy Johns, the actor. You know Davy Johns? He was in I, Daniel Blake. He's a comedian as well. Bon Jordi. Bon Jordi. They were. Let me guess, he's from Southampton. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The South. Bon Jordi, the South Coast Premier Bon Jovi tribute. (laughs) All right, let's do some business puns. We've got loads and loads of these. Give me another number. Uh, Let's have two. Number two is from Charlotte Dale. She said. There's a window cleaning company in North Wales called Mr. Bit. Mr. Bit, yes, kids. I like that. Took you a beat there. Yeah, it did. I was like, what do you mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Give me another number. Yeah. That's a... 
I love the way that my brain works while I'm trying to pick numbers that I've not already picked. Like it would make any fucking difference whatsoever. Let's have nine. I'm still going to stick with it though. Oh, nine is a great one. It's from Claire Young and it's a chip shop called Not Tonight, I've Got a Haddock. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Come on. (laughs) Not tonight, darling, I've got a haddock, yeah. Oh, and this one's coming and it's near me. This is from Matt Brooks. He said there's a second-hand record store somewhere in Croydon called The Vinyl Resting Place. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's almost a pun and classy at the same time, isn't it? Really, really good. Give me one more number. Um, five. Number five is from Colin Swift. He said it has to be a waste removal firm called Speedy Gone Garbage. Speedy Gone Garbage. <laughs> <laughs> really good thank you so much for sending these in we've had so many if you want to see more of these go on my Facebook page my Johnny Awesome page because there's like a gazillion of them and one I picked out and put to the side because it just made me laugh was from Peter Rathbone and he said it's a rock band they're called Stone Duvet because they do rock covers no? It's terrible, but brilliant, but terrible. It's like I liked it. It's like you had to explain it because I think I think sixty percent of the population would be like, "What do you mean, Stone Duvet?" Maybe you need to sit written down. Yeah, maybe rock covers. Yeah, <laughs> you kind of have to figure it out, but it is brilliant. Thank you so much for sending those in. Anything to do with the pod that you've heard that you want to be involved with, just send it to my social media or johnny at johnnyawesome.com. And also, I just want to take a little moment, Mark, here, mm-hmm. and I want you to back me up on this because the pod is doing really well. I've been checking the numbers and we are building. Yeah. But I had this great thought. I thought, you know what? We could double the numbers of the pod. We could double the number of listeners so easily. If everyone that's listening, enjoying the show, just told one mate, if they just told one friend, hey, Check out this podcast. It's really, really good. Yeah. They could just get a person that they know, a colleague, a partner, whatever. He said, check it out. It's really, really great. If everybody does that this week, then we could literally double the number of people listening to the pod. So that is a heartfelt plea from me and Mark. It's a free podcast. Yeah. We're loving making it. We don't mind making it, do we, Mark? No, no. It's, it's, it's good fun. Yeah. So go, out, go and tell, tell your mates. Get them to listen to it twice. That looks even better. <laughs> I'm not trying to cheat the numbers, mate. I'm trying to build the following, all right? You want more listeners, not more plays. All right, okay. Cool. Yeah, I'm not saying everyone listen to it 10 times and then we'll have 10 times as many views. I don't care about that. I want no. We want more people on board. I mean, we look do. how many we people do. are writing in and stuff. It's great, but let's build it. Tell a friend. Mm-hmm. Tell a friend. and I told my friends. The least I could do is go and tell theirs, you know. Exactly. I don't know if you noticed, but this is kind of like a chain mail thing i'm doing here oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it is a bit should we say if you don't tell a friend what's gonna happen is yeah you get, you get bad luck for, for for seven minutes you know that doesn't even sound that bad i don't know it depends how bad the luck is really i suppose seven minutes a lot could happen <laughs> you get off the sofa immediately get hit by an anvil that falls out of the sky and you know the house gets blown up by tnt like wiley coyote yeah good point yeah all right tell your friends and let's double the pod numbers his name is mark carver 
And he'd rather be playing video games And not the dating game But it's time for love It's time for love, Mark It's time for love, Mark Is it? Now, this week (laughs) Your voice changes when we go into this section I've noticed it when I edit it Yeah It's like, you know we just powered down the droid yeah. It's like we power you down for this section. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's keep it nice and snappy this week. Right. Last week, we finished with the agreement that you were going to reach out, try and make some more contact with the people on OKCupid. Okay and if we didn't have any joy with that, we were thinking about maybe trying something different. So fill me in. Tell me what's going on. <laughs> wow. So I sent some messages. I'm up to 52 likes now. I don't know if that's more or less. You've than got I'd fifty-two like. likes. Yeah. And how many messages? How many messages did you send? Well, the one lady that messaged me before, she seems to have retracted her conversation. Oh. So I, I sat down. I was in the midst of about to re- word a reply to her because I was trying to think of a really nice way to give her positive encouragement whilst also saying, you know, I don't really want to go for a date with you or anything like that. I, you know, yeah. I don't think this is. I'm not the one for you, Pat. You know, just kind of, I'm not the one for you. That's that's what I wanted to say. Um, so what did she do? Delete her message? Yeah, it just disappeared. Or maybe there's a time limit on this stuff if you don't reply within a certain time. Who knows how this stuff's working behind thing. So since then, I messaged a number of, of, of um, people. How many? About another seven or eight. About seven or eight? Yeah. So I, I narrowed it down to some real people, messaged them. Um, I got one message. Okay, hang on. Hold the front page. So you sent a message out? No. After the pod last week? None of the people I messaged replied to me. None of them. Oh. Someone else, someone else messaged me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And how was that one? Well, it's from a girl that I used to, drinking a pub with years ago and it says why are you calling yourself Stephen <laughs> she didn't know the half of it she doesn't even know you're called Stephen Basket well, she does what now. did you say I told her I'm called Stephen Basket no right so this is right I said to her I said look I thought look this is someone I know that I'm just gonna come clean with about just this. tell her yeah so I, I came clean I said through a comp- complicated series of events I now host a co-host a podcast with this comedian I met who gets me to do silly things and I explained about the whole thing the Stephen Basket and I'm saying you know I didn't write the bio it's you it's kind of like a, you know it's kind of a bit at my expense so I said to the, she, I told her that she's the second person to message me, and the other one was, you know, probably not not a good match, not compatible. So, so I sent her a message back, just saying, I said, all in all, it's been a raging success, you know, sarcasm. Um, how's it, how's it going for you? And it was only yesterday she messaged me back and said, "Oh dear, Stephen." <laughs> And she, said, she just she's said, keeping it in character. She asked if she's going to be on the podcast and, and laughing. And I said, uh, "Yes." If you message me back telling me not to, I won't. But I said I'm just going to do it anonymously anyway. It doesn't. There's no. There's no details given out. Here. Um, 
I asked her how it was going on there. She goes, well, I've, she said she hadn't been on it since she sent me that message. So that's how well it's working out for her. And uh, yeah, it just kind of, um, yeah, I just said, it's, it's a bit telling that I'm more likely for somebody that I know to message me asking me why I'm using a false name than someone else to genuinely come in and start a conversation with me. You know, apart from that one woman who was just like a no, no one match. Couple of questions on this then, Mark. So the first question is, you're not, you're not going to go out for a date with that person you know, I take it. I don't think so. No, I, I, I don't think, I don't think we'd be a good match. She, she's a cool person, but. But I, you two are just mates. Yeah, not seen her in years, but it's not. Yeah, I don't. I think just mates. That's fair enough. And my second question is: Do we think it's time to move to another, another platform or, or tactic? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I can't believe I'm willfully encouraging you to come up with some more highly embarrassing, horrific shits that I've got to do on a weekly basis. But yeah, sure. Let's let's do some different sh- embarrassing shit for me. Do you know what, Mark? I feel like you should be rewarded because you've just oh, entered into the spirit of it all so well. You let me write that <sighs> terrible bio and all the rest of it. So here's what I'm thinking. Why don't you choose a different place to join? So not OKCupid, okay, somewhere else. But why don't you have a bash at writing something so you haven't got to go on there with my terrible lyric blurb? It's, <laughs> it's like selecting your own noose, isn't it? Oh, that's lovely material. Yeah, yeah. It's very soft against the skin, that one. It's not. It's it's a way that you could potentially meet your soulmate. What you're doing here is you're giving me enough rope. You're giving me enough ro- rope so that when when it all comes down, it's just, oh, well, you came up with it. <laughs> Are you willing to accept this week's challenge oh. of joining a new platform and writing your own blurb? Whatever, yeah, go that on. That is then. a big yes, listeners. It's a gigantic <laughs> tick. Yeah. All right, yeah. we'll check back in next week. Goodbye, OK Computer. That's not right. <laughs> Tom York, he's winking at me. <laughs> Goodbye, OK Cupid. Hello, new app with nice new biog. Yeah? Yeah, well, it's a plan. We'll do a new thing. Okay, so it's that time of the week where we contact Marcus, find out what he's doing, and also very excited to tell you both about what's happening with the van sign. And make sure you've got the droid to hand because I think we could test it out on Marcus to see if it works. Oh, that's an idea, yeah. Fire up the droid. His name is Marcus and he's a drummer. He lives in a van, but it's not a bomber. We're going to call him and find out where he's Marcus Carter, where are you? Um, what are you doing, buddy? Hello. How are you doing? Hello, mate. We're great. Hi. What are you up to? Uh, well, I'm uh, just doing more studio work for drumming stuff. Nice where are you? Indoors. I am still in Sweden. How is the van? The van is lovely. Lionel has had a good clean out, and I've removed all sorts of uh, sticky marks that were in it. Um, hang on one second. Please tell me that... Lionel is the name of the van. Lionel is the name of the van, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Problem. Important we establish that. Have I not mentioned it? I don't know. No. I don't think I don't think I don't think so. It's a it's it's a fairly glaring omission. 
<laughs> Sorry to spring that on you. Yeah, uh, I can't. I can't believe I haven't formally introduced you to Lionel. Well, yes, Lionel is my van. Good, good. I'm glad it's your van. Yeah. Do you want to know why, or you're not interested? Um, we want to know let, why. It's called Lionel because uh, it's a very tenuous reason. The number plate is the letters J E H, and if you turn that backwards, that's Hey. And in Swedish, hey means hello. Who did hello? Is it me you're looking for? There's tenuous and there's tenuous. (laughs) Well, I mean, it could have been, I could have called it Adele. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's like the plot of a Dan Brown novel, not a tenuous link. (laughs) It's like someone that's gone mad and just has been listening to records backwards and is saying, no, listen, because if you listen to the letters and you jumble them up and it spells (laughs) mouse and mice eat cheese and cheese is like in the fridge and the fridge is plugged into electricity, so we must turn all the power off. It's like the thought processes of someone who spends too much time on their own in a van. Mm, I think we have just nailed this bit of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Marcus, I've got some good news for you and for Lionel, because up on my shop, as we speak, are five tokens that people can buy to have their name put on the van signs remember last week we were talking about these signs that we're going to put on the side of marcus's van well it's all happening okay 10 pounds gets you your name on the sign i've designed the sign it's going to fit perfectly on both sides of marcus's van and we're looking for five people five legends five superstars to say you know what i love the podcast i love marcus i'm going to support this whole shebang and I'm going to pay in 10 quid and I'm going to get my name on the van sign. And here's the thing, Marcus, I need your help with this bit. Once the signs are on, are you happy to send us some photos of the van in interesting places, landmarks, you know, stuff like that, <laughs> where we can Certainly. see the signs? Certainly. Is that cool? Um, I do need to take issue with one thing. Okay. Now you have been uh, formally introduced to Lionel, I would like it if you refer to Lionel as Lionel and not the van. He does get upset about that kind of thing. Okay, I will accept that. From now on, we will refer to Lionel as Lionel. Won't okay, we, Mark? good, good. Absolutely. You know what, as well, Marcus, you've just given us the perfect segue there because Mark's got someone to introduce you to as well. We've met ah, Lionel. I've now it's time to meet this. our newest member of the crew. We've got Mark. I'm going to hand it to you, man. Tell, tell Marcus about what you've been doing. Right, so Johnny tasked me with um, building a, a, a droid um, to formulate interview questions because obviously he, d- he didn't trust me to do it myself. I'd obviously be rubbish. So, but he did think, well, he's handy with a computer and a, a screwdriver. So he uh, he asked me instead to, to build a droid to do it. And I think I've achieved that. We tested out earlier on Johnny, and I think it was a pretty successful test, wouldn't you say, Johnny? It went really well. Can you fire him up so Marcus can see him? Oh, fabulous. All right, okay. I'm just going to pop him on here. Marcus, look at that. That's a proper robot. That is incredible. Listen to that. Yeah. Wow. Listen to that. And that's just done in a week. Yeah. Marcus, can we test him on you? Can can he ask you a yes, question? Please. Yes, please. Okay. 
Right. So his name is WD41. Ah, very good. So because uh, I've got to address him by his name. It's like, uh, you know, if if you shout Beryl, Alexa doesn't do anything for you, you know? So it's, that's it. WD41. Um, have you got a, a good question for uh, our friend, uh, the drummer Marcus Carter here? All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> he got excited there. He <laughs> did get excited, yeah. He says, you've had the opportunity to perform with a variety of musicians and bands, including some well-known people in the industry. What's your most memorable performance or collaboration, and what did you learn from that experience? A memorable performance. Oh, my goodness. Uh, there's been a lot. i tell you, actually, one that I always remember as being great, we played at uh, the Phoenix Festival, and it was, uh, it was just uh, like a perfect weekend. I was there for the entire weekend. Um, we had a fabulous gig. Which band? I think, oh, that was the New Cranes, actually. Uh, oh wow back in those days um yeah yeah actually funnily enough we had a fantastic gig i got off stage and got sacked <laughs> oh mate <laughs> no wonder it was memorable yeah but i don't remember it for that i remember it for being a fantastic gig and really enjoyed it and then being quite surprised to get sacked afterwards um what did you but, get uh, sacked for <laughs> um I don't know. I've been sacked. Come on. That said like a man who definitely knows. I've been sacked from the new crane several times. <laughs> and the last time I sacked myself. Um, no, I Come think, on, what did um, you get a sack for at, at the festival? Actually, that time, I, I do know what it was that time. The previous lead singer in the New Cranes was uh, under the impression that I was playing out of time for the entire gig. And this caused a bit of a row in the dressing room because some of the band uh, didn't agree, uh, including okay. me. And um, they all <laughs> Imagine thought, if you'd agreed. No, it, it caused a bit of a row. Um, and um, uh, I, I kind of stood up for myself, which I... I was quite young back then and I didn't do it very often, but I yeah. stood up for myself because I yeah. was under the impression I'd done a great gig. And yeah. uh, because I stood up for myself, I got sacked. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, I'm glad that you still had a good weekend, even though you got sacked at the end of it. Well, yeah, I, d I, I didn't get sacked until afterwards, um, but it was a direct result of that. Um, then I got back in the band again. So it was, you know, it was only temporary. Marcus, here's a question for you. Do you think that the droid works? I think that that, that was a much more in-depth question than I was expecting, to be honest, on WD41. So, yeah, I think so. All right, well, Marcus, the good news is we've got a guest booked in for next week and the droid is going to ask the questions. So you get a week off next week. Oh, blimey. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? Do you remember that gig at Phoenix Festival? You got fired after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is like that. It's all it's PTSD. It's all coming back. <laughs> this is bringing no, back some listen, memories. Yeah, we will very much be back with you the week after because I'm hoping. This is my thought. We we'll do the interview next week with the droid. We'll let Marcus have a break. Then the following week, we're going to definitely, definitely have Marcus back because I will 
give you the lowdown on how many of the Van Sign names have gone. Remember, we're looking for five people to pledge £10 on my website, johnnyawesome.com, and each person that pledges can have their name on the sign. Come on, boys, that's a great deal, isn't it? Fantastic. I can't think of a better way to spend money. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if it's okay with you, Marcus, we'll call you in a couple of weeks. Um, I'm already sitting by the fine. All right, Marcus, <laughs> until then, look after yourself. We'll never fire you from the podcast. You have that in audio. <laughs> well, we'll see about that. <laughs> and look after yourself. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye for now. Bye. You too. See you Take later, Marcus. Care. Take care, mate. Bye. 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 Ah, I love ringing Marcus Carter. We'll call him in two weeks' time, Mark. We'll call him in two weeks' time. So kind of brings us to the end of the show. Please tell your friends. Let's build this podcast up. If you're enjoying it yourself, give us a nice review. A five-star review helps. We've had some good five-star reviews, Mark. Have we? I mean, you can't have a bad five-star review, surely. That doesn't work, does it? That is a good point. (laughs) That is a good point. But yeah, make sure you subscribe. Give us a five-star review. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Obviously, without you, there is no podcast. So keep on doing that and look after your gear. It's goodbye from me, Johnny Awesome. It's goodbye from me, Mark. And... Oh, of course. It's uh, goodbye from uh, WD41.